Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for 2024. We thank you for the spirit of creativity. We thank you for the grace to live an ordered life. We thank you that you have qualified us to see another day. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your generosity. We thank you that you can call you our father. And most importantly, we thank you that you call us your child. We pray that Christ alone will be exalted in our discussion tonight in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Wow, 2024 looks beautiful. <laughs> we thank God for this opportunity and as long as we are alive, we will not take it for granted, but we are going to work in the works of He who has called us whilst we are in the day season of our life because we are not ignorant of the truth that time is going to come where we cannot work. Moses prayed that teach us to number our days so that we will apply our hearts to wisdom. And working is wisdom. To work is to be a wise person. And laziness is not wisdom. Idleness is never wisdom. So tonight we are looking at our third topic that God wants us to consistently pray and meditate on throughout the year. We started off by looking at Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2 where Paul gives us an instruction that we should imitate God as a dearly beloved children. He's simply saying that we should do what we see God do because we have his genetic makeup. We have the resources to live out the God kind of life. And there are several things that God did throughout scriptures. But we are just focusing on how God firstly introduced himself to the human race according to the book of Genesis. So we are just perusing Genesis chapter 1 and we are just trying to fish out six things that we want to imitate God in this year. So the first one was from Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 that God was a creator and that creativity is a characteristic of God. So if you see something and there's no thoughts, there's no intentionality to it, it's likely not God. The second thing is that why did not God create everything in one day? But when you read the creation account as Papa Moses noted it for us, there was a systematic approach to what God did. And this systematic approach is seen in everything that God does. It's the thing that because we are not privy to the behind the scenes working, we think that God just does things out of the blue. We think that, oh, Jesus just appeared one, one in quotes, one Christmas morning. But when you look at the Bible, you realize that there were several things that were put in place. There was a prophet named Simeon. There was a prophetess named Anna. There was um, Julius Caesar who had to do a decree. Several things were put in place. So God was working behind the scenes. So Jesus did not just appear. Nothing just happened. God always plans and executes a well-ordered plan. And this is one of the things that I felt like the church missed out on and Christians missed out on because of the miracles, because of the spiritual, because we don't see what happens behind the scene. We think things that pop up. And in fact, when you read Corinthians, Paul calls the gift the workings of miracles. So miracles that just pop up are not miracles. <laughs> they are magic. But with God, he's not a magic worker. He's a miracle worker. He works things out. So, for example, when you take the miracle of um, Jesus multiplying 
the loaves and the fish. There was an approach to it. He made them sit down orderly. He told them, let them sit in groups of five, in tens, in fifty. That was the first strategy that order must be in place. He took the things, he lifted it up, he gave thanks, he broke it, and he told his disciples to distribute it. There was an approach. So God did not just take their bread and say, multiply. Then just distribute it in one chaotic thing. No, God is a God of order. And for some strange reason, several years ago, we were not conscious of this thing. That is why when science began to unravel the order in the universe, we were all surprised. We said, ah, we thought that God, yeah, he just manufactures things out of nothing. It's true, but there's always an approach. There's always a step one to a step two to a step three. And that's what the Christian story reveals to us. In fact, I saw an article that talks about the spots on an animal. All animals that have spots, um, the, the zebra, the tiger and all other animals that are spotted animals. In fact, there is a, there's a pattern to their spots. And I, I really don't remember the details, but it just simply lets us know that the spots are not just scattered on the back of an animal, but there is an order to the spots. And the spots may sometimes tell you the age, the, the, the variety, the whatever. It gives you an information about the animal. So God did not just scatter the spots on a leopard skin, but when you look at it critically, there's a mathematical equation to this, and this is God. So if something just happens out of the blue, of course, maybe to you it may be out of the blue, but when you reflect and you look at how, th- how God had to orchestrate things in your life, and ensure that you met somebody here, you did this, by the time you got here, somebody will will be amazed. And God is saying that if you're also going to relate with me, you need to live an ordered life. So we need to consistently pray in the year 2024 that we will be ordered in whatever we do. There will be a certain thought, a certain intentionality, a certain arrangement, a certain pattern to our lives. And the third thing that God wants us to consistently pray about, which we also see in the creation story. So let's go back to Genesis. The main thing is in the verse number 28, but I'll just read a few portions of scripture just to give us that God was giving us a hint about these characteristics of him. It goes like this. So let's start from Genesis chapter 1. Let's say from the verse 11. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And let's go to the verse number 20. And God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. With an abundance of living creatures. Let the birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heaven. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abound according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. Verse 22, the first part. And God blessed them saying, what was the blessing of God? Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let the birds multiply on the earth. What was the blessing? 
the blessing was the capability to be fruitful and multiply. Now let's go to the verse 24. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping things, and the beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God created the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creep on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Now the main verse, the verse 28. Then God blessed them. Now referring to when God created man. This was the blessing. Be fruitful. Or this was the first part of the blessing. Be fruitful and multiply. What are we supposed to imitate God about in the year 2024? God is a God of fruitfulness and multiplication. He's a God of multiplication, <laughs> not the God of addition. <laughs> I would have said bars, but it doesn't rhyme so. <laughs> but God is not a God of, oh, I want to have two children and three children. Please, if you want to have two children and three children, you are not acting godly. God wants you to have 50 children. <laughs> He's not a God that wants a small wedding. And now this when Daniel ladies say small wedding, we don't even know what their small means, but they'll tell you small. And their invited guest is around 300 to 500. But only God knows what a Ghanaian lady means by small. He's not going to attack me. But God is not a God of small things. So whenever he created any living thing, he implanted in that living thing the ability to reproduce. Because the strategy of God has always been to create one or to make a printing of one and run several photocopies. God is a God of increase. And if we are going to imitate God, we need to be multipliers. You must not do things on a small scale. You must not have a small scale mentality. You must not have a small mentality. You must have a multiplication mentality. Paul says that all planted, Apollo's water, but God gives the increase. God is a God of increase. God doesn't want us to remain the same. If God gives you one talent, he's not expecting one talent back because God is obsessed about increase. God is obsessed about multiplying the one talent he gave you. And last year, if you were following us, you realized that immediately we finished our six prayers for 2023. The next topic we did was what does God require from us? And this is also a build up on that. God always expects us to increase, to do exceeding than what he has given you. And that is what God also does. So he tells us God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. <laughs> So it means that when you ask God for 10 cities and you get 10 cities, that is not God. Because God doesn't give you exactly what you want. He gives you exceedingly, abundantly above. So that's why I know there's an argument about being specific in your prayers. If you want the phone, uh, tell God the brand of phone you want, the color of phone you want. <laughs> I think I've addressed this before somewhere in an episode. But when you ask God for one phone, he's not going to give you one because he's an excess God. He always does things in excess. Look at the miracle of the fish and the, and the, and the loaf. God knew the number that was there. He knew the ability of each person. He knew that this person can eat three loaves, this person can eat two loaves. So why didn't God create the exact amount that he needed, that they needed? He created in excess. And the Bible said they gathered 12 baskets full is God. Whenever you don't have excess, that blessing is not of God. So if you ask God for, in quote, an 8 out of 10 husband, God and an 8 out of 10 man comes, that is not God. Because God will always overdo. That is who God is. And God is saying that I want you to imitate me because you also have the ability to overdo. That's why that when somebody tells you to go one mile, 
go to. When somebody asks for one, give the person two because he's a God of excess. He's a God of fruitfulness. He's a God of increase. That is why it is demonic to be selfish because when you are only living life, having you in mind, that is never God. God always has a global agenda. So if you are in business, if you are in ministry, if you are in anything you are doing and you are you are thinking substitutionally just for you and your family, that is not God. God is an extended family man. He wants to have his house full. So in the parable he gave that he organized a party, a great banquet, and those he invited did not come. He sent his servants to go and bring anybody they see on the streets. When they brought everybody they saw on the street and they came back, he said, no, 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 no. There is still space in my house. He wants his house to be full. So now go and bring those who cannot walk. Tell the driver, pick an ambulance, gather the lame, the blind, every, every human being bring the person that my house may be full god always does excess and god is saying that in the year 2023 scale up this is god's word for us in the year 2023 scale up increase in what you do because fruitfulness is what glorifies god in john 15 verse 8 by this our father may be glorified that you would bear much fruit what has god told you to do this year always multiplies by 100. So if God has told you to start a business, you start small. I'm not saying go and buy 10,000 acres of land, but I'm saying that when you are running your business, run your business with the globe in mind. So if you are going to run a business, do not be harvesting when you are supposed to be replanting. So many people start businesses and few years or months down the line, they begin to enjoy their labors when they forget that their goal is the ends of the world. There's a way you will live your life if your target is the world. There's a way you will run your business if you are looking at the global scene. If you are looking at existing till God comes, there's a way you will run your business. There's a way you will run your ministry. There's a way you will do your things when you are looking at multiplication in mind. There's a certain level of investment you would continually put into your business. I think I've shared before about a company called Coca-Cola. The last time I heard that was quite a long time ago, but I heard that they are always the company that invests the most in advertising. And there's one company that is almost found everywhere in this world. Almost every country knows of Coca-Cola and drinks Coca-Cola. But regardless of the fit they have chalked, they always invest billions of US dollars consistently into advertising because their aim is perpetual increase. Their aim is multiplication. Their aim is fruitfulness. Their aim is increase. They never want to remain the same. And even us as human beings, we have this inbuilt in us. So no matter how cute a baby is, no matter how lovely a child is, every parent expects their child to grow. Every parent expects their child to increase. Every parent expects their child to multiply. You cannot be a one-year-old baby for long, forever. No matter how cute you are as a two-year-old child or a four-year-old child, God wants you, your parents would want you to increase and God would want you to increase. That is why the anointing God gives us, it is not meant, it's not just meant for Jerusalem, for Judea and for Samaria, but it is meant for the outermost parts of the earth. God is a global thinker. 
and he always has a plan of multiplying things to reach the ends of the world. That is why in John 3, 16, the Bible never said, for God so loved the Jews, or for God so loved the European, or for God so loved the Asian, or for God so loved the males, or for God so loved the females, but God so loved the world. And God is saying that live every moment of your life with a global view. Increase, scale up, increase, scale up, be fruitful, multiply. So when you read about the book, when you read in the book of Acts about the church, when the church began to grow, there's always a particular phrase, and the Lord added to their numbers daily. And the Lord increased them daily. And the Lord multiplied them daily. That is what God wants us to consistently pray for in the year 2024, that the God of increase will give us a 360 degrees increase. Not just increase financially, but increase in your relationships, increase in your health, increase in your assignment, increase in whatever God has placed in your hand. That one talent is not going to please God. God wants you to multiply that one talent. And there in the multiplication, is God glorified. He wants his house full. He may come through one person. He may only speak to Abraham. But when God was speaking to Abraham, he had the world in mind. He said, through you shall all the nations and the families of the earth be blessed. So even God may give you that talent. Even God may give you that ability. God may give you that business. God may give you that opportunity. He's expecting you to increase it. You to put in strategies for increase, for growth. Because the first blessing that God blessed the human race was the blessing of fruitfulness and multiplication. We need to constantly pray that this year we will increase in everything that we do. Because our God is a God of increase. God is obsessed about profits. Like it is something that he can literally bind and cast a servant into outer darkness. If you bring back what God gives to you, he is never happy because he is not impressed with you giving back to him what he gave you. So when you look at all the miracles in the Bible, he always overdoes himself. So the songwriter says, Jehovah overdo. So you look at the widow who had a jar of oil and the prophet told her, go and borrow more vessels. And from the indication that it was when they said there were no more vessels left, that the oil stopped flowing, it simply means that as long as you have vessels, God is going to flow. So God is limited by your capacity. And God is, that's why God is telling you that increase, stretch forth. I, your capacity, your hunger should be a global scale hunger. Because that which he has to give you is always going to be in excess. Live with this mentality. Always pray that God give me the strategy for increase in this year. In whatever you are doing. Whether you are owning your business or you are working for someone. Whether you are in school or you are unemployed. Whether you are whatever state of life you are in. One thing is assured about the will of God is that he wants you to experience increase. So if you are a student, your your CWA or your GPA or your terminal grade or semester grades cannot always remain the same. If you are a B student, you should know that it is God's desire that you move from a B to one A. If you are a D student, it is God's desire that you increase to a C and a B and an A. God is a God of increase. He's a God that does exceedingly, that does abundantly that does above all we could ask or 
a margin. And we want to take our last scripture, Genesis chapter 26, which will be what we'll be praying for consistently. We are praying for the blessing of Isaac. That's how I call it. So Genesis chapter 26, I think from the verse 12 following. And this was an encounter with Isaac and Abimelech. And it says, and this is what God wants for us in the year 2024, in every aspect of our life. He wants us to increase. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to multiply. And I read, then Isaac sowed in that land. So this is what we are to sow. We are to water. But remember, we are to ask God to give us the increase. And reaped in the same year hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. This is the verse 12. I think it again. Then Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. This gives us an indication of the profit margins God expects. God expects 100% profit. So the person with the five talents brought five more. The person with the two talents brought two more. So look at your business and are you making 100% profit? <laughs> if you are not making 100% profit, please. This is a prayer for you. Verse 13. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Hey. <laughs> I'm sure Papa Moses was running out of adjectives in describing this. He says, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. This is the characteristics of God. Verse 14. For he had possessions of flocks and possession of heads and a great number of servants. This is God. This is God. Let's look at it from the NIV version. And I read, And Isaac planted crops in the land, and the same year reaped a hundredfold, because the Lord blessed him. So we are going to pray that the Lord should bless us with the blessing of increase. Give us strategies for increase. Give us strategy for multiplication. It's because the man became rich and his wealth continued to grow. So God doesn't want to make you rich. He wants you to grow in your riches until you become very wealthy. Verse 14. He had so many flocks and heads and the servants and servants that the Philistines envied him. This is the characteristics of God. And Paul, through the Holy Spirit, is telling us that imitate God in design increase. Imitate God in design multiplication. The Bible says that he gives us the desires of our hearts. We want to desire increase. I know you are okay with your salary. I know you are okay with your impact. I know you are doing a lot. I know you are doing something. But God doesn't want 20% profit. He doesn't want the 30% profit. He doesn't want the 50%. He's looking for at least 100% profit. And the blessing that God blesses people, the blessing that God blessed the first man is the blessing of fruitfulness and multiplication. So what is the topic that God wants us to consistently pray? We have been blessed. We have been blessed. We have been blessed with increase. But we are asking God that in this year, please show us the strategy for increase. Show us the things to do. Who are the seeds to sow and the ground to water for you to give us increase? Show us the things to do. And Lord, increase us, increase us, increase us. Paul said that Paul planted, Apollos watered, but it is God that gives the increase. 
So just spend some time in prayer. Look at whatever you are doing, the job you are doing, the school, whatever you are doing. Every aspect of your life, God expects increase from us. He doesn't want one aspect of your life to flourish while the other aspect hinders. That is why John said that he wished above all things that we will prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. He doesn't just want one-sided prosperity, a 180 degrees prosperity, but he wants a 360 degrees multiplication. Just spend some time speaking to God, the Father, in every aspect of my life. Show us the secret of increase. Show us the secret of multiplication. Show us the strategy of increase. Show us the strategy of fruitfulness. And may you increase us. May you make us alive and mighty nation. May you give us the blessings of Isaac that he became rich and continue to become rich until he became very wealthy. We pray for the blessings of Genesis chapter 26 verse 12 to 14 upon our lives in this year 2024 and beyond. We ask Lord that the God that increases people may he increase us. The God that multiplies may he multiplies us. The God that does exceedingly abundantly above. God bless the work of our hands. Bless us in our families. Bless us in our relationships. Bless us in every aspect of our lives. The Bible talks about the boy Jesus in Luke chapter 2 verse 52. He said, and he increased, and he increased. We are praying, Lord, for the blessings of increase in this year, that whatever we find ourselves doing, Lord, you would increase us. Lord, you would multiply us. Lord, you would expand us. May we reach the ends of the world because the anointing you have placed on us is going to be wasted if we stay in Jerusalem, if we limit ourselves to Judea or even Samaria, because the anointing is meant for the outermost parts of the world. The anointing is meant for the ends of the world. We pray for the grace to increase, Lord, the grace to establish, the grace to expand, the grace to stretch forth our camp, the grace to increase our capacity, the grace to put in strategies of sowing and watering because we know that when the conditions are right, Lord, you would give the increase. We pray for a 360 degrees increase in everything we do consistently in this year. We pray for the blessings of Isaac, the blessing of multiplication, the blessing of increase, the blessing of fruitfulness in everything that we do. In the name of our Lord Jesus, increase our capacity, increase our mindset. You told Abraham as far as you can see, Lord, increase our sight so that we will see the ends of the world. We want to stop seeing Jerusalem. We want to stop seeing Judea. We want to stop seeing Samaria. May we see the ends of the world in the name of our Lord Jesus. We thank you for your enlightenment. We thank you for revealing to us characteristics of you, that you are a God of multiplication, a God of increase, a God of fruitfulness. Give us this hunger to be consistently hungry for more because we know that you do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask of or think of or even imagine. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen and amen and amen. Always brood over these things. Ask God, Father, give me a creative mind. Give me the strategy to increase and help me to live an ordered life. 2024, we are experiencing the generosity of God. Not one-sided generosity, but 360 degrees generosity. Live with this expectation every day of your life. Because our God is a God of multiplication. May He add to us daily. May He increase us daily. And may He multiply us daily in the name of our Jesus.
Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Wow, we thank God so much for this opportunity to renew our minds with His Word. We have been renewed from a Ghana thinking, an Africa thinking, a continent thinking to a global thinking. No matter how small we think our mustard seed is, we are going to plant our mustard seed. We are going to water our mustard seed. And we know that the God of increase is the one we are serving. In the spirit of increase, we are continually encouraged. Let's bring on our friends, people you know, that have a hunger for the for God's word, a hunger to live life based on God's things. Invite a friend to join the channel, either the Telegram channel or all podcast platforms by searching Renew Your Mind podcast and on Telegram by searching the household of the Father. See you next week. Even as we look at the fourth thing God wants us to continually pray for. Remember, we are increasing this year. Give God your best and make sure that you increase in the debt you owe people, which is love. Bye-bye.